Deuteronomy chapter number 32 tonight and uh, appreciate the goodness of the Lord. He's been so good to us. I want to read a couple of things to you tonight before I read our text uh, just by way of encouragement to you and to us. Uh, I'm so grateful for what the Lord lets us be a part of, what the Lord lets us do. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that uh, the ministry of Crossroads Baptist Church uh, is expanding. Uh, the ministries are uh, far and wide, near and far. Uh, we've not just got the school, not just the ministry here in the church and in our community. Uh, uh, missions that we support, thank the Lord for that. Uh, this year greater than last year, hopefully uh, next year greater than this year going forward. Uh, jail ministry, we've got preachers in the jails, we've got uh, couples and families and young people in the nursing homes every week, uh, two different nursing homes right now uh, uh, in our town, uh, we have uh, 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 the rescue mission in Augusta, we've got uh, preachers that go down there, uh, and then uh, recently, we've had it for some time, but recently we started uh, uh, pushing it. Uh, and have had a lot of response from our, our website and our podcast. The preaching that goes on in here, myself and the others that preach here, uh, is going out uh, worldwide. And uh, that's exciting to me. Uh, I got a letter today. I'm going to read you a few of them. Uh, I'm not going to give their names uh, or uh, anything like that just because I don't want to embarrass anyone. But I got a letter uh, from a lady in a, uh, a church in Florida uh, where I preach, uh, dear Crossroads Baptist Church, I just wanted to send this note to thank you for your faithfulness. I count it a great joy to be able to visit occasionally and worship God with you. I praise God for his presence in the singing, preaching, testifying, and fellowship. Uh, I'm helping you pray uh, that the Lord, uh, or that you would continue to reach your community uh, and that God would bless through the academy in a great way. Thank you for being a welcoming church. Love in Christ. And isn't that a blessing? Uh, I got a text message uh, yesterday or the day before. Uh, hey, brother, this is uh, brother so-and-so. not going to mention the names. But I'm sitting at work, just got done listening to your message on Nasty Nabal. And brother, I'm so glad the Lord put that on your heart to preach uh, those Nabals bring out the worst in us that hit me like a ton of bricks. Thank God for Holy Ghost conviction. Show me the areas that need to be dealt with. Just wanted you to know how it has helped me. Love y'all, brother. That is a, uh, a preacher from uh, Alabama. Um, and then my wife uh, received a couple of texts uh, in the last couple of days um, Hello there, or hey there, just needed to tell Brother Josh, thank you for putting the messages on the podcast. I've been listening to them for the, for the last few weeks, and it has truly fed my soul. Love y'all. Uh, and then another one from a young lady. Uh, I absolutely love listening to these. They've been an encouragement to me. Uh, and I thought that that was special. I thought that that was uh, encouraging to you because I may be doing the preaching, uh, and, of course, we have other young men around here, or not just young men, men around here that are preachers, and they preach. And, uh, but I may be doing the preaching, 
uh, but I wouldn't have the opportunity to preach if it was not for the church, uh, for the people of God. I'm glad that we're getting help. I'm glad folks uh, outside of here are getting help. Uh, isn't that encouraging this, this evening? Let's stand all over the building. Deuteronomy 32. Brother Tripp, if you'll hand me a little bit more, uh, uh, a little bit more monitor, um, just, just, just reach up here and hand it to me. <laughs> I appreciate it. Deuteronomy 32. Thank you for, uh, for swimming to church tonight. Uh, I know some of you uh, had to paddle a long way to get here. Uh, isn't, that, isn't that how it goes? It's been sunny all day long, 45 minutes before church. The bottom falls out. Uh, I appreciate you doing what you needed to do to get here tonight. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter number 32 uh, this evening. And uh, let's, let's look at three verses tonight. I've highlighted three verses. I'm going to continue tonight preaching uh, on the thought of some things uh, worth considering, some things uh, in your life that you ought to give great consideration to. Uh, look in uh, verse number 7, Deuteronomy 32. Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask thy father and he will show thee. Thy elders and they will tell thee. Look in verse number 29. Oh, that they were wise, that they understood this, that they would consider their latter end. Now look in verse number 47 tonight. For it is not a, actually verse 46. And he said unto them, uh, set your hearts, this is Moses speaking, Set your hearts unto all the words which I testify among you this day, which ye shall command your children to observe to do all the words of this law. For it is not a vain thing for you, because it is your life. I read that and it jumped off the page at me. Uh, do what I said, Moses says. Listen to the words of God. Hear my message, why? Because it is not a vain thing. It is your life. And through this thing you shall prolong your days in the land whither you go over to Jordan to possess it. Let's stop reading there. Let's pray tonight. Uh, our Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you tonight. Lord, we thank you tonight for your word. Thank you tonight for your goodness and your mercy and your grace. God, touch us tonight as we uh, endeavor to preach the word of God. Lord, give liberty. Uh, Lord, I know it's a, 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 a rainy Wednesday night. Folks are tired. We've had a, a school group just got back home uh, an hour before church. They're tired. God, folks have worked all day. God, I pray tonight, Lord, that you'd help me uh, to preach in such a way God, that you would speak to our hearts. God, I pray that the Holy Ghost of God would use the Word of God. Help us tonight. Thank you for the church. Thank you for the place that you've given us to worship. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated tonight. Uh, some weeks back, I preached, uh, uh, began the thought on some things worth considering. Two times in Deuteronomy 32, 
Moses uses the word consider. Uh, and uh, just, just to give you the definition, I know you know it. Uh, I'm sure you do. But the word consider means uh, to view attentively. Uh, it means to set one's mind or the eye to something. It means to view or examine carefully or to fix your mind upon. And Moses twice in Deuteronomy 32 says, I wish, uh, I am asking you, I wish that you would carefully think about, carefully view, carefully consider what it is that I'm saying to you. Uh, and then he goes on and says things to Israel uh, in what is his final message to this nation. Uh, Moses has been their preacher uh, for over, over 40 years now. He has, he has led them out of Egyptian bondage uh, through the help of God. He has led them through the wilderness for 40 years. He has, uh, he has been their preacher. He has been their leader. And his time uh, is nearly up. Uh, in just a few days, uh, in Deuteronomy 32, it is just a few days uh, out that Israel is headed over the Jordan River into the land of Canaan, all the possibilities that are there, all of the possessions that are there, and all of the problems that are there. They're going to fight battles uh, with the help of God that they've never fought before. Uh, there are, somebody said one time, along with new levels in your life, comes new devils in your life. I believe that tonight. I believe uh, as God matures us uh, and leads us and we follow him, there are battles that you'll face that you've never faced before. Thank God for the battles that you face in the beginning. Uh, and there's some of those that God gives you the victory right up front and you never deal with them again. Uh, but there are some battles that will be new battles in your life as you progress in your walk with the Lord. Forty years they've lived under the shadow of Moses the preacher. He's headed out and he gives them this farewell address. Uh, it is called the Song of Moses. If you read it, it reads like a psalm because it is a psalm. It is a song uh, that he gives them and he has three main topics uh, that he wants to share with them. Uh, number one, uh, uh, you can find it in uh, verse number uh, seven. Remember the days of old, consider the years of many generations. Ask thy father and he will show thee thy elders and they will tell thee. Uh, this song of Moses uh, and he's about to walk up Mount Nebo and he's about to die. God's told him, uh, your, your end has come. You're not going into Canaan. You're going to die here. I want, you to, I want you to prepare yourself. I want you to prepare the nation of Israel. No doubt this is a sad day in their life. It is a sad day in their history. Uh, and Moses makes a statement in this song, remember the days of old. Uh, this song is a song... Uh, uh, or this song is historical. Uh, one of the uh, uh, three takeaways from Deuteronomy 32 is that this is a historical psalm. Uh, that's where we preached a couple weeks ago on uh, Moses is telling Israel to consider the things behind them. 
uh, he is writing, and it's much like the Bible. This Bible is a historical book. How many of you believe tonight the history found in the 66 books of the King James Bible? It is a book of historical value. Uh, and Moses' song is a song, uh, his words are a testimony of historical value. He reminds them where they come from. He reminds them of where they've been. And I've already preached it, I won't preach it again tonight, but you need to sit down often and consider where it was God found you, what God has done for you. There are mistakes behind you that you need to consider. There is mercy behind you that you need to consider. There are memories behind you that you need to consider. And there are miracles behind you that you need to, get, that you need to consider. And before they go into this new chapter of life, he wants to remind them of where they've been, who they are, and who it is that has brought them safe thus far. You know that'll help me live tomorrow if I remember. It'll help me live today if I remember all that God has done for me back there in my history. He is uh, giving them historical truth to remind them that they might consider what is behind it. But not only uh, is the psalm or the song of Moses historical, but this song is prophetical. Uh, he reminds them of what is coming. Look in verse number 29. Oh, that they were wise, that they understood this, that they would consider their latter end. He said, I, I have written this to encourage them. I have given this, I have spoken this, that they might be reminded of their latter end. Uh, his song is prophetical, uh, and it is that they would consider the things beyond them. Not only are you and I tonight to consider the things behind us, but we ought to give much consideration to the things that are beyond us. There is a judgment coming. Uh, there is a judgment seat of Christ for those that are saved. There is the great white throne judgment for those that are lost. There is eternity coming uh, that is made up of two worlds, one being heaven uh, and the other being hell, and everybody is going to one of them or the other. Uh, you don't have to go to heaven, one man said, but you can't stay here. Uh, you're going to end up in heaven or hell, and it would do you good to give consideration uh, to those prophetical things that are coming. Moses said, I want to remind you of what life could be like. I want to remind you of what is coming down the road. Is anybody hearing me tonight? And I'm glad I have a Bible that tells me what has been. I know in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. I know that in the beginning God is the author and the finisher. And that Jesus is the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. John 
John tells us in John chapter number one, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. I know where I come from because of the historical value of my Bible, and I know who it is that brought me safe thus far. Uh, I think that's why John Newton could say, uh, it's amazing grace. His grace brought me safe thus far. It's grace that brought me to where I am. Paul, the apostle, said it like this. I am what I am by the grace of God. How many of you could throw your hands up tonight and testify that whatever you are, it is by the good grace of God. He has been faithful. He is good. History tells me the history of the Bible and the history of my life reminds me of where I've come from. And thank God tonight it reminds me of where I'm going. I can live in the bad circumstances of life. I can deal with the bad news of life. I can walk through the valleys of life because I know that this is not the end. This is not it. Paul said, if we have hope in this life only, we are of all men most miserable. How many of you can throw your hands up in the air tonight and praise God not only do you know where you come from but you know where you're going and this is not the end I have hope in the life to come that'll help you on a Wednesday night considering what's behind you. That'll help you on a Wednesday night considering what's beyond you. There's coming a day, the songwriter said, when no heartache shall come. No more clouds in the sky. No more tears to dim the eye. And uh, uh, all is peace forevermore on that happy golden shore. What a day, glorious day that will be. I'm glad I know where I'm going. Paul said, uh, uh, I know in whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Uh, uh, he, uh, 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 he said, you say, what in the world does that mean? He said, I've put my faith in God and I know uh, that he's got it all in his hands and he's gonna keep me uh, not because of what I've done uh, but because of who he is and what he's done. Consider the things beyond you uh, is found in our text. Oh, that they were wise, that they understood this, that they would consider their latter end. You need to take time to consider what's behind you. You need to take time to consider what is beyond you. But there's a third truth tonight in this psalm, and just like the Word of God, there is the truth of that, the value of that which is historical. There is the truth of the value of that which is prophetical. But tonight there is the truth in this psalm and, and in the Word of God in that which is applicable. Uh, that is me and you considering what is before us. Uh, not only does the Bible give us the value of what's behind us, not only does the Bible give us the value of what is beyond us, but the Bible gives us the value or the Bible gives us instruction for what is before us right now in this very moment of life. I, I don't just need to know where I come from and I don't just need to know where I'm going, but I'm glad, thank God tonight, I can know right now in this moment that I am in the will of God and that God is still on the throne in my life. They're headed out of this wilderness. 
They're headed into the land of Canaan. There are new battles. There are new devils. There are new trials. There are new troubles. And I promise you tonight, uh, God help us, uh, as long as you live this life, there's gonna be new battles. You think you got one devil licked, there'll be another. You think you got one problem fixed, there'll be another. Uh, But thank God His grace is sufficient in your life. It'll be sufficient. It's been sufficient. And it is sufficient right now. Moses says, if you're going into Canaan, I need you to know some things right now. Not just what's behind you, not just what's beyond you, but what's before you. I want to take a few minutes tonight. I've I've already taken a few minutes in the introduction, but I want to take a few more minutes tonight. And I want to preach to you on the thought of considering what's before you. Uh, I'm afraid we don't give much thought to what is in front of us right now. Uh, And Moses tells Israel, uh, you've got some mistakes back there. And if you're not careful, you're going to repeat them. And there's some things that God's got in front of you. And if you're not careful, you're going to miss them. And and one of the great things that scares me tonight is that I don't want to go back to where I've been. Can anybody help me tonight? I don't want to go back to where I've been. And one of the things that scares me is I don't want to miss what God has for me out there in front of me. Uh, I I am uh, just like you and you are just like me. We're about one bad mistake away apart from the mercy and grace of God from messing it all up, from messing up our marriage, our ministry, our home, our our, our children's life, our our, our minds. We are are just a bad mistake or two away from missing out on everything that God has. And who would know this better than Moses? Because it is Moses that is about to miss out on what they're about to go into. And it is because of his disobedience to the will of God. And I promise you this evening uh, that being disobedient to the will of God does not turn out well in your life. And Moses said, would y'all listen to one thing that I say. I've said everything that I've told you because right now on this day, right now in this moment, I want you to consider what is standing right in front of your face before you. Um, let me give the three things to you tonight and, and, and be done. I'll let you go to the house. Uh, let me say it to you like this. Every person, I'm going to go back to my Bible college days and I'm going to give you a proposition uh, that you can put in your pocket and carry home with you. Every person should dutifully and carefully consider the things before them, the things in front of them because of these following reasons. Reason number one, uh, verse number uh, 44, and Moses came and spake all the words of this song in the ears of the people, he and Hosea, the son of Nun, or Joshua, and Moses made an end of speaking all these words to all Israel. And he said unto them, Set your hearts unto all the words which I testify among you this day, which ye shall command your children to observe to do all the words of this law. Watch this. For it is not a vain thing for you. Moses said, I want you to consider what is before you. Number one, because it is not a vain thing. Uh, I, I, I alliterated it like this. Consider the things before you because of their weight. Uh, it is not a vain thing. 
Uh, the word vain means empty. Uh, and Moses said, I, I, all that I've said to you, all that I've testified to you, all that you've heard, all the truth that's been given, it is not empty words. It is not empty warnings. It is, it is the word of God to save your life. Uh, I think tonight that we get so used, and I believe you ought to live your life saturated in the word of God, but I, I don't think that we saturate ourselves with the word of God. I, I think we, we get the word of God on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, and half of it goes in one ear and out the other, and the other half of it we don't even hear at all. Uh, and we get so accustomed to the preacher always preaching. He's always up there yelling about something. He's always red-faced about something. He's always in my business about something that we don't give any consideration to the weight of what he says. And Moses said, right now before you, I have laid out this speech. Right now before you, I have laid out this song. Right now before you, I have heard from God and I want to say something to you, Israel. Consider what's before you because it is not a vain thing. It is not empty, but there is weight in the Word of God. There is weight in the will of God. There is weight in the work of God. And what God is trying to say to you is not vanity. What God is trying to do in your life is not empty. What God is trying to do is give you a warning and give you a path that you can live your life according to that will benefit you greatly throughout the days of your life. We, we, we hear uh, parents, uh, we hear our preachers, we hear our teachers, uh, and we think, well, I've always heard that. I've always been around that kind of teaching. I've always heard, uh, be sure your sin will find you out. I've always heard you need to read your Bible. I've always heard you need to develop a relationship with the Lord and pray and live for God. And to be honest with you, preacher, it's just kind of empty. It's just kind of vain. Moses said, I want you to consider what's before you. It is no vain thing. But there is weight in what's been said. I guess I can say it to you like this. All of this really does matter. I mean, it really does matter. I, I appreciate you on a Wednesday night tonight. I know uh, how tired you are. I'm tired. I appreciate it. And I try to come in here on top of my game. I try to come in here uh, just as uh, uh, rested and ready as I can because I know that most of you are not going to have the ability to be that way. And I do the best that I can to do that. Uh, but I, I, I appreciate you for believing that it's important to go to the house of God. But many people don't. I appreciate you for believing that it's important to carry your Bible and to sit down and to listen to the word of God being preached but not many people put a whole lot of stock or a whole lot of weight in the truth of the word of God but please hear what I'm about to say tonight it really does matter it really does that Christian education over there really does matter it is worth the investment of the teachers it is worth the investment of the parents it is worth the investment of the students because it really does matter there is weight to the will of God there is weight to the word of God what God says will stand God's word will not return void God's preached word God's read word God's word is holy it is forever forever oh Lord thy word is settled in heaven 
and there's not a Democrat, there's not a Republican, there's not an atheist or an agnostic that's going to make God change his mind or his opinion. He's going to do what he said. You say, preacher, you really believe God's coming soon? I believe he's coming sooner than soon. But if it ain't soon, I still believe he's coming. You believe God's going to do what he said? Absolutely. And not just prophetically, but I believe God's going to do what he said in my life. I believe God's going to do what he said in your life. The weight of all of this. I guess you could look at it like this as they consider what is coming. They consider what is before them right now. As they're on the cuspus of going over the Jordan River, they're on the cuspus of going into the land of Canaan, that there's going to be some folks that are going to be content to never enter into Canaan. There's going to be two tribes that's going to stay on the other side of Canaan. They're going to raise families and they're going to make farms on the other side of Canaan and, 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 the, and the tribe of Gad and there's going to come a day where their descendants are going to be a, a, a demoniac of Gadara uh, they're going to produce a demon-possessed people because they stop short of the will of God. Uh, there's some weight to you going where God wants you to go. There's some weight to you living in the will of God. There's some weight to you making these matters important. And, and I, I'm, I'm trying to move on tonight, uh, but, but please hear me. Uh, most of my fighting uh, uh, is uh, trying to get people to understand uh, uh, that God didn't just, just say it because he didn't have nothing better to do. And he's not in heaven twiddling his thumbs tonight, but he's doing what he said he was going to do and he's going to do it in your life whether you recognize it or not. God will be faithful to you. You can trust him. You can trust him with your money. You know why people don't trust God with their tithes and their offerings? Because they don't believe the weight of the word of God. And they don't believe the consequences come from disobedience. You know why people won't surrender to the will of God? Because they don't believe the weight of the word of God. They don't believe that God's going to do what he said that he's going to do. I, I, I dare you tonight to try him. I dare you tonight to trust him. I, I dare you tonight to do what is right and see if God's not faithful. Consider what's before you. Have you ever, have you ever wanted just to get somebody and just shake them and say, can you not see what's right here, right now? Consider what's before you. Let me give you the second one quickly. Let me say this about this considering what's before you. Moses came, verse 44, and spake all the words of the song in the ears of the people. He and Hosea, the son of Nun. And Moses made an end of speaking all these words to all Israel. And he said unto them, set your hearts unto all the words which I testify among you. This day, which you shall command your children to observe to do all the words of this law. If you and I would consider what is before us and the weight of it, number one, it would cause us to trust God. Number two, it would cause us to testify of what God has said. And number three, it would cause us to teach what God has said. Let me ask you three quick questions tonight. Do you trust what God said? Are you applying it to your life? Don't talk to me about how you trust God, but you won't do what he said. 
Are you testifying about what God said to people in your life saying, hey, I just want to tell you, God's done everything he said he was going to do. God's been faithful to me and I believe he's going to be faithful. I've tried him and found him faithful. He is faithful that promised. Do you know why Moses could say that? Because he tried him. Do you know why Moses could say that? Because he put his life in the hands of God. God come to Moses in the burning bush and he said, I want you to go to Pharaoh and I want you to tell Pharaoh to let Israel go and Moses said God there's no way I can do that you've got the wrong man you're looking at the wrong man God said I've got the right man I want you to do it Moses was obedient to the will of God and in his dying day he could say I found him faithful if you'll do what God says you'll be able to testify he is faithful and Moses said I want you to teach it I want you to command it to your children God is faithful and you can trust him. Consider the weight of the things that are before you. Quickly tonight, let me say this as well, verse number 46, and he said to them, set your hearts unto all the words which I testify you, verse 47, for it is not a vain thing for you because it is your life. Not only as we consider the things that are right now before us, but consider the weight my decisions have consequences. My decisions have outcomes. And I need to be obedient to the will of God because he knows. The Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. But not only the weight, but the worth. He said, it is your life. And I read that and I, the Holy Ghost spoke to me. It is your life. Whatever you're going to do tonight, you're going to do it in your life, and it's the only one you got. It is your life. Your life is depending on the decisions that you make. And it's not just your life, but it is the life of others that are around you that are dependent upon your decisions. Consider what is before you. Before you make a decision, before you step out into something, before you disobey God, or before you follow the will of the flesh, consider the things that are before you because there is weight in what God has said. He will do what he said. You can mark that down. But there is worth in your life. And Moses said, would y'all not just consider that it is not my life at stake, it is not their life at stake, but it is your life. Life at stake. I have tried uh, over these 15 years of pastoring here uh, to get folks to realize this is your life. You're wasting your life. This is the life of your children. Do you not realize the importance of the word of God? Do you not realize the importance of worshiping God? Do you not realize the importance of obedience to the will of God? And so many folks, they cannot understand, they cannot see that this is your life. It's the life of your children. It's the life of your spouse. It is your life. It matters. Every decision you make matters because it is your life. I've only got one. and I'm finding out tonight that it goes a whole lot quicker than I thought it was. I thought it would. Consider what is before you because 
not only of its weight, but of its worth. It is your life. I, I, I thought about contrasting individuals in the Word of God. I thought about Abraham and Lot. Two men sat down, had the opportunity to decide, and one chose the will of God and one chose the wickedness of Sodom. And both of them knew God, both of them were saved men, and one of them's life goes down in the history books as a hero of the faith, and the other one's life burns up in smoke in a fire in Sodom and Gomorrah as he lost his wife and his children and his, and his, and his family. Uh, I, I wonder if he ever thought, you know, this is my life. Are y'all hearing me tonight? Am I just boring you to death? Uh, I, I thought about Cain and Abel. As God confronted both of those men and God said to Cain and Abel, this is the offering that I want you to bring. And they knew, and, and, and Cain, you might could say, was the father of the contemporary movement. He wanted to find a new way to worship God. He wanted to find a new way to do things. And he didn't like the old timey way uh, and, uh, that he got from his mother and his father. He was a rebel and he didn't want to worship God like Adam. He didn't want to worship God like Eve. But what he don't realize is Adam and Eve got their worship from God that was the way God said do it. And he said, I'm not going to do that. I'll do something bigger. I'll do something better. God said, Cain, that'll never work. That's not going to work. That's not what I've required. That's not what I've asked. And both of them sat down with the ability to make a decision. And wouldn't, they, wouldn't it have been wonderful if Cain would have considered, this is my life. Abel lost his life but gained it. In eternity. And Cain gained what he thought he really wanted and found out it wasn't what he wanted and lost it in eternity. Young people, daddy, mama, raising kids, living your life, this is your life. You got one. You mess it up, you don't get another one. You don't get a redo, you don't get a start over. You said, you've been telling me God's merciful. He is, but, but, but that disease is going to hang out with you. Uh, that, 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 uh, uh, that death, you can't undo that. Uh, that uh, uh, that uh, uh, markings, they're going to be with you. Uh, the mind games are going to stay there. The devils uh, that have been brought into your life are going to be hard to get out of your life. It is your Life. That jail cell is going to be hard to break out when you're in there and you because you got drunk one night and driving up down the road and you didn't have no business doing that and, and killed somebody and now you're in jail the rest of your life and, and you're saved and said, man, I wish I could undo it, but you can't go back and relive your life. Consider the things that are before you. What do you mean, preacher? I mean, before you make a decision, sit down and think. Use your brain and think about what is before you. Is my life worth throwing away? Is my one life that God has gifted me with worth ruining for a moment of fleshly satisfaction? You ever think about Jacob and Esau? For one piece of meat, for one meal, 
Esau's willing to throw away his whole life. You say, man, he's an idiot. I would never do that. We've done worse. For one drink, for one drug, for one relationship, for one friend, for one vehicle ride, willing to throw your whole life away for one moment in time that will never be worth it in the respect of the worth of your life. Consider your worth. Consider the worth of your life. I know tonight, I'm, I'm trying to hurry. I started preaching early. I'm trying to hurry tonight. Uh, but I know tonight, some of you think you're 10 foot tall and bulletproof. But it is not so. Consider your worth. Consider your life. David and Saul. Ruth and Orpah. David, Saul, two kings. God put his hand on both of them. Saul, disobedient and ruined it and unrepentant and lost everything. David messed up bigger than Saul ever did but was willing to repent and get it right and confess it. Ruth and Orpah both set out with Naomi. Ruth went on uh, to Bethlehem. Orpah went back to Moab. And if you could find those two girls now, one of them's in heaven and one of them is probably in hell. Why? Because you didn't think it was worth. You didn't think it was worth considering the end. But it is your life. Let me give you the last one and I'll be done tonight. Consider the things before you because of the weight. Consider the things before you because of the worth. Lastly this evening, consider the things before you I mean, right now in this moment of life, because of the wages. Verse 47, For it is not a vain thing for you, because it is your life. And through this thing you shall prolong your days in the land, whether you go over to Jordan to possess it. He said, if you'll do right, if you'll make the right decision, it will prolong your days in the land. Come to find out living for God pays. Come to find out it pays to serve the Lord. Come to find out tonight, living for your flesh also pays. Just depends on how you want to be paid and what you want to be paid and when you want to be paid. Consider what is before you because of the wages. You can have fellowship. You, you, can, you can fight God's fights you can live in God's fruit. You can serve in God's field. You can enjoy God's faithfulness right now in this moment in your life. Or you can miss out on God's fruit. You can miss out on God's field. You can fight against what God uh, is fighting for. Uh, you can miss out on God's fellowship. Uh, and either way, you're going to be paid the wages of the decisions that you so is Moses, the old preacher, looking at people who's not going to listen to him. I often say, and rightfully so, nobody listens. Every now and then somebody come up and say, well, I do. Praise the Lord for you, but you are in a minority. I can take the word of God, preach it just as plain 
and simple and applicable till I'm blue in the face and folks walk out the door and go do the same thing they were doing or not do the thing that was preached to do. Because you give no consideration to there might be some weight to that book. And you give no consideration to there as only one life you have to live. You give no consideration to one of these days you're going to be in that cornfield you've been planting you're going to have to reap it. I have reaped some things that I have sowed to the point in my life that I have decided to change the things I was sowing. Am I the only one tonight? Come to the piano. Consider the things that are before you. Is that click of the mouse going to bring joy in your life, peace, satisfaction, contentment, godliness, happiness, holiness? Or is it going to plunge you off into a week and a half of guilt and depression and discouragement? Consider the things before you. Is that song that you want to listen to on the radio, is it going to cause you to want to go meet with God in prayer or is it going to make you feel guilty and not want to pray consider what's before you it is your life is that fight that you want to win really worth what all comes along with it it is your life. Lord, thank you tonight. It's been hard preaching tonight in the sense that it was hard to do. I've struggled for whatever reason. Maybe it's me, probably so. But God, your word never has struggled. And so I pray, God, that the Spirit of God would take the truth of the word of God and preach it to our hearts in spite of me. Lord, I thank you tonight. I bless your name. God, touch us and help us. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand all over the building this evening. You mind the Lord. You pray. Amen.